Hello and welcome to another podcast from The Practical Medium, and I'm Michelle, your Practical Medium, with a complaining computer in the background, because I forgot to turn down my volume. Anyway, so also, speaking of noises, you might be hearing the air conditioner in the background, and it's actually pretty far away from me, however, I can see on the, the monitor, on the software, that it does pick up, so... If you hear it, it's not your headphones or your speaker, it's just my air conditioner and turning it off is kind of not feasible right now with this heat. So I do apologize and just, you know, want to inform you before they started that yes, there's a noise, I'm aware. So uh, to get started, I don't have a whole lot going on this week in terms of last couple weeks actually. It's been kind of quiet in, in, in the uh, in the the paranormal side of my life, I guess you could say. I've never really thought about it, but yeah, I do have, I do call that the part of my brain that I go into because most of the time I have to function as a normal human being. Surprise, surprise. And there's things going on in my life that need to be taken care of and focused on. And there's when I don't have, I haven't had any activity to really draw me into that side. But having said that, Ken is always around and he's, the peanut gallery narrator uh, to my life, you know, anything I do, um, I'm just always going to be a comment of some kind, or not, as the case may be, with a comment coming after. No, I, I didn't have an, I didn't have an opinion on that. But now that you say that, so you know, coupled life, I guess, y'all. Uh, only one happens to be dead. Any hoodle, enough of uh, that. This actually came out of a con- this tonight's podcast topic came out of a conversation with him during Pillow Talk. Uh, it started out with me asking a question that I never really thought to ask before, and it had to do with why do I never feel you as a cold spot? Because if you watch enough paranormal TV or you've seen read enough, you know, paranormal com- stories, you'll know that somebody inevitably mentions a cold spot, and the word that came into my head immediately was um, manifestation or the person or entity that is there that is creating a cold spot is trying to manifest and they are literally pulling the heat out of the air to draw in and try enter they're trying to draw as much energy as they can to find a way to communicate with a living person and it's just kind of like um you know, when you're trying really hard and you're, you, you're, you're holding your breath and going to do something, that's kind of how it works for them. Do the dead get hernias from doing stuff like that? I don't know, but it's a good question to ask, I think. Uh, anyway, so that is the very simple explanation. There might be more to it than that, and I just really didn't dig into it because, apart from the fact going, holy crap, that makes a lot of sense. So basically some dead person's acting as a refrigerator or an air conditioner trying to draw all last little bits of hot energy out of the room to flip it over into something cold without realizing that's what they're doing. Yeah, it, it, so it's a basic explanation. There's probably more underneath it, but when somebody experiences a cold spot, it's really just somebody trying really damn hard to communicate with the living. And what they're trying to say, well, without a medium or somebody who's a sensitive who can pick up the impressions that's going on, it, you're not going to really know it, but it it's, um, doesn't stop people from trying because some people try really damn hard. And that segued a bit into talking about paranormal shows. Now, I've probably mentioned it. The paranormal shows um, 
we got into the conversation of that after we talked about the manifest the manifesting i have a freaking peanut gallery and once again i forgot to turn my volume down and i have a peanut gallery by the name of ken who has to comment on the paranormal shows what's going on i stopped watching primarily because he was driving me up a goddamn wall i couldn't just enjoy the watch and experience what you know see what they're doing part of it is they get a little they get overly negative because they do go into negative places and spaces and look for negative entities and sometimes they it's just that's how they want to present their work to the world at large and it gets old to me because not everything is obvious is not obviously negative although that did lead into the conversation of why paranormal investigators go to negative places and I'll get to that in a few minutes. But so I really haven't been watching paranormal shows. I try and I get commentary either from him or literally from the dead that are involved in the, in the setting. And I thought that that was kind of nuts. I thought that did not happen. And I thought that um, now nah, there's no way I'm going to get situational information from what happened because it's in the past. Well, uh, stupid me. Time doesn't matter to the dead. It just does not. So the stuff that's going on can be in that moment for them. You know, like it's something though, even though it's recorded for us, for them, they can be experiencing it. And I will get, I will get told, I will get told what was going on behind the scenes, behind what the paranormal investigators were doing. And I'm just like, great. Another level of entertainment has been ruined. And this is, this is the reason why at one point I thought this was a little nutty. Because some years ago, I don't know how long ago, I know it was before Ken died, there was a, let me think a moment, there was an episode of Ghost Adventures. And it had to, it had to do with going to a house in Las Vegas that was, I think, don't quote me on this, at one time owned by mafia types that were murderers. And it fits with the bill so I'm gonna roll with the fact that this is what this house was the house itself had been stripped to the studs at one point and was never hadn't been re redone the previous owner comes along into in, and talks about his experiences and they were they were really bad and trying at, at one point uh, he was uh, so, uh, an invisible hand wasn't forcing him to try to commit suicide because he was holding on to an ornamental sword he was he was just kind of showing it off to a girlfriend again i'm not remembering the entirety of the story but it, it's the general idea and somehow some some entity had a previous and we got fireworks sorry about that uh the previous resident of the house was able to get a control of this guy's arm to the point where he was strong enough to try to twist the sword into and, and try to kill the guy and that's not unusual for malevolent dead people to do that to try to kill the living if they'd killed and when they were alive they don't change their stripes so I'm, I'm trying to avoid getting too macabre but you know it's just something that I, I know happens and I have feel I have to address it so all right back to the topic at hand I read the comments because this was back when it was a little easier to bootleg ghost adventure episodes onto YouTube and not have them disappear overnight. And there was somebody commenting, and I'm pretty sure it was a woman because something in my head says it was a woman. And the person commenting talked about how 
they saw or she saw an older lady sitting in a sun deck in a sun chair a, sorry a chair or chaise lounge on the deck by the pool this place had a pool and explained what was what kind of shit went down in the house and i'm and that's when me was reading that going well who's going to verify that that's pretty cool yo but yeah but it stuck with me and because it was an interesting thing that this here's a psychic medium relaying what the dead are telling her and posting it in a youtube uh comment section it's kind of strange stood out, stood out to me so now my life changes and this stuff happens to me as well you get the backstory and sometimes you don't want the backstory you just want to enjoy some train wreck tv eh, anyway so that's why I've, one of the reasons why I have stopped watching the paranormal show. So I'm kind of out of the loop. Now, I will say that I've always felt that Ghost Adventures uh, is one of the more honest ones out there. And I've said it on the blog for anybody who has ever seen my blog, which is currently defunctified, um, that they might uh, they might um, gin it up is the word was the the phrase I would say. They might in, enhance. But they, and from what Ken has said, that a majority of the stuff that they go through is real. They're not faking it. They're just making it more intense for the viewing audience. And, you know, that's how you keep the viewing audience come back. And they still manage to maintain um, something of a legitimate air about them because they do use semi well scientific instruments and, you, and get repeatable results as best as they can. So in that regard, they are well worth watching. A lot of the other productions, uh, they do add stuff in to make it more interesting because there was one famous one where a guy claimed his jacket kept getting tugged by a ghost, but even me could tell that, nope, that shit's fake. It's out there. It, it, so as I always say, you know, this is just my opinion. And there's a certain saying out there about opinions are like, you know what, everybody has one. And I, I would, you know, take it as you will. I might, maybe I'm a little more informed. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm delusional. Take your pick. I, I always have to take the piss at myself or self-deprecate because that's who I am. That, you know, if they do feel real. And I'm not sitting here going, oh, you just like Zach Bagans. Uh, you're just hot on him. Actually, no, I'm not. But objectively watching the show and seeing what they've done, they are better than some of the other series that have to go to theatrics for the productions. And I'm saying this in light of asking Linda last night, I thought about it, I never thought to ask her opinion about watching these shows. And she says, she just said that the one you sent me that took place in England in that kind of old farmhouse place, that one was, there was a lot of shit going down. But a lot of others are just overdone and theatrical and don't really have all that much going on. And the episode I showed her was the uh, the old Ram Inn, I think it was, from Ghost Adventures from early on in their uh, their TV career. And yeah, that one's a spooky one. And there's a lot of crap going in that one. I will not, um, I will not disagree with her. And she just gave me an independent opinion, not even remembering who the uh the group was and so yeah i'll roll with it anyway so on that note i'm going to change into um the meat of tonight's topic it's just um now it's this might have a part two because there's a lot of information that i that ken shared with me that night 
We had a long conversation. I didn't get to sleep at a reasonable hour, I'll tell you that much. And it's because we covered so much material that um, he, you know, and he, he's very good at layperson explanations of these things. And that's why I partially do this blog is to help people have a more practical layperson understanding of something that can be very much turned into something it's not. So without much more ado, I'm going to go starting out with why do paranormal investigators go to the most nastiest, spookiest, and haunted places? And it might seem obvious for some, it might not for others. It's a numbers game. They go to these places because they are more likely to get results than if they were to go to somebody's home with a one or two people haunting it. And not everybody, you know, we live with the dead every all day long, all, you know, throughout our lives. We don't know they're there. They stop through. But sometimes you have places that are just so damn miserable that you get this concentration of, of miserable dead people and they're going to, they, they want to stay in these places because it's their hidey hole. They don't want to move on. They don't want to be bothered with trying to find a better life, a, a better place to stay. They just want to keep feeding off the living or they just, they're, they're, they haven't let go of their disordered mental state or there's something they're afraid of. I have crossed uh, people over because they were afraid of the other side for various reasons. They thought they were going to go to hell. And it's not necessarily the case. It, it, and when I say necessarily, there is no hell. It's just people are thinking because of their religion or because that's what they've been in, told and indoctrinated that they will go to hell. Nah, it's, it, it's a funny joke to say I'm going to hell for this. But, you know, it, it, variety is the spice of life. Somebody's a jerk, so what? They're not going to necessarily go to hell, even though you might like them to. Anyway, so you get to these sanatoriums like the, a lot of the old tuberculosis sanatoriums are still around and a lot of them you know a lot of them closed in the 60s and 70s i want to say around the time that uh, modern medicine helped us eliminate tuberculosis as a date as a threat of daily life so you have more recent people people that haven't been there for that long in terms of their post physical existence they're still hanging around because they still might still have family living that they're waiting on. Then you have people who were mentally disordered in life or, you know, just brain mental defects. Um, and they just never functioned. They would have never functioned in society and they were institutionalized because that's what we did for up until the latter, almost to the end of the 20th century, actually, is we just warehoused people instead of treating them. And people would spend their entire lives in these institutions. They're still there sometimes, in many cases, because they don't have... You know, when, you, when somebody has passed on, let me give a quick side note, you can, after, you know, maybe some people take time, some people do it quickly, it just depends on the individual, but you can leave behind that mental state and regain who you are or were and who you, you know just your your core essence the you of you and leave behind that disordered state that you decided to try, uh, try out but the brain has a way of making us absorb in our, our whole identities into this disorder now when we're alive when we're physical it is very real there is no disagreeing that there's no arguing that 
but when you are free from the body and its restrictions you don't have to be like that anymore and but yet it is so absorbing it is so much an identity that people don't always realize that they can just walk away from that persona and you have this in spades where people were warehoused and insane in the asylums and um there there were more than insane asylums there there were places of torture there were places where sadism happened brutal stuff from the staff the physicians that were supposed to take care of them and kindness was, was not a thing so if you're going to be looking for the spirits of those people of people that were uh, you know not happy and very you know very pleasant in life you're going to go to these haunted places and you're more likely to get a rise out of the dead and this is where I will say I'm probably going to have to come back to this in another podcast and I'll probably do it as a follow-up that you want to say well leave the dead in peace leave them alone and there's actually it's uh, it's like I would agree with that and to a point but because I know why that it's not a good idea to let the dead stick around in these states um you know and uh, you know much less acknowledge their existence and you don't want to leave the dead in peace because when you have a place like a a sane asylum or a place of full of heavy misery like a tuberculosis sanatorium these people do not need to be sticking around and hanging out in their shit as i you know it's no other way to put it they are in their shit and they need to be moved on. They need to move on themselves or whatever. They don't need to be hanging around in our plane, which will never benefit them. Maybe sometimes they're here because they think they need to revenge themselves upon the living. It's, you know, that's also a possibility. And when these paranormal groups come through, they feel that this is their opportunity to make their lives miserable, which uh, if anybody's ever watched the episode where Zach Bagans, they were in... Um, it's a uh, an asylum i can't remember somewhere on the east coast where i can't remember which one it was but it's very famous and it's very well trafficked by uh the, the me- by media film and tv he i think that was the one where he walked out a door and had a, a um i think it was a coat rack something like that was was thrown at him kind of not like somebody picked it up and physically threw it at him but it was moved from where it was located in the room next to him and it was he you know it fell on him as he walked out of a room and you know you watch it there's no way he's faking that shit and that is when i was when i was thinking about that because this is like the third time i've tried to do this podcast so when i was trying to do that trying to think about the what was going on that moment i got this rising angry pressure in my head it was get out get out get out and this this very unstable mind female mind uh was just screeching and you know doesn't want anybody in their space and is going to do anything they can to get them out and that's when they filmed that is what was going on she wanted them gone she was going to do anything she could and pull upon insane amounts of energy to get rid of them and because paranormal investigators are what i would say the word i would use is deaf and blind to the other side that's why they're doing this they're trying to learn they're using tools but they don't have 
the sensitivity. They've, I mean, I think in some cases they build it up over years and learn to listen to instinct. But in this case, no, they were blind. They had no idea what was there, what was attacking them, and they were trying to rely on their physical media, the scientific instruments, to figure out what went on. And for me, you know, this girl doesn't want anybody in her space. And I, I don't have much sympathy for her uh, because she really needs to be moved on. She needs to, or she needs to move herself on and, and leave this part of her behind because it's, she's not going to ever advance. She's never going to get better uh, if she doesn't do something to push herself forward. And staying here will just keep her stuck. Now, nobody sticks anybody in a place and keeps them there. It is, you, you have to surrender your free will for that to happen. And that's a, that's a whole nother, another topic um, that we'll get into at some point. But, um, you know, in this person's mind, that she was, a vi she was most likely violent in life because of the way she attacked with such violence and death. And we don't need people like that hanging around. It just, she needs to move on and, and examine her purpose and uh, leave this behind. That's all there is to it. Uh, it's not complex, just her time is done. Go somewhere else. Stop screwing with the living because it ain't your place. And then you have, uh, there's another one that comes to mind, another character that in one of those asylums they had the gentle giant who was a tall man, very tall man, and was left there by family or something because they couldn't, they couldn't um, deal with his needs. And he was a favorite of the staff, and he's a favorite of the, of the um, if I remember correctly, again, it's been a while, a favorite of the people that, um, that owned and maintained the place. And they, you know, I'm pretty sure they've, they've managed to get photographic evidence of him multiple times. I think on the show and in other places. Somebody like that, again, doesn't need to be here, even though that in his own mind he thinks this is the only home that I've ever known. I can't leave this place. He absolutely can and should, and but he's not because part of it is, well, the paranormal investigators keep coming through to find him. They, um, they find and look for other crazy, you know, in their mind, nutty, absolutely insane people because they'll show up on the on the, uh, the the recording equipment you know through evp or through whatever whatever medium they happen to have at the moment it's just eh, i mean i don't have an issue with paranormal investigators we absolutely need them in our world they have a very valid legitimate place but they're going to places that uh, and encouraging the dead to stick around to try to get the revenge on the living or not to move forward it just is what it is and it makes for great tv but you know this the living spaces really need to be for the living however then you have the thought that well if these people didn't stick around we wouldn't have paranormal investigator shows and we wouldn't have people questioning this experience this this ex existence excuse me and we wouldn't have entertainment on tv to make us think about this stuff you know i mean Maybe we would have to a degree, but it's not as interesting. And we wouldn't have stuff to, you know, make you get out your wine and popcorn and uh, take a drink and, or sip every time somebody says, bro, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, anyway, the comes down to it. 
there is no shortage of places where the dead will hang out and make people's lives miserable. That's why you have the show being uh, the Dead Files, why they managed to have so many locations. Uh, I think a season on the Travel Channel might be 10 or 12 episodes. That's not a whole lot of locations to find for a season. And uh, when you think about the size of the United States, and then you think about the, the size of the world, it's there's just stuff all over the place for people like the Dead Files and Ghost Adventures to go. So it's why it seems like they have a single focus. It's because there's just a lot of places for them to, you know, to investigate, a lot of places for them to bring back evidence from. And um, sometimes they're successful, sometimes they're not. I couldn't tell you how many times they might go to a place and not get anything usable. It, I know it happens. So on that note, that's my rant, if you want to put it, about paranormal investigators. Now, one more thing I will say is that if you ever need somebody to tell you who's in your house, a paranormal investigator, somebody with good experience and uh, the ability to um, catch information on any kind of medium, do so because they can find you answers. Uh, what you might not get is resolution as to who's in the house because unless a paranormal investigator understands sage and cleansing and the use of salt and the use of uh, white candles and stuff like that to loose to, to, to protect the home and loosen the, the unwanted vis visitors grip they're just going to be able to tell you who's there so you know it's um it depends on if you if you're looking for a paranormal investigator ever or you want to become a paranormal investigator by all means you know it's it this world is vast there's a lot to explore just because i have an opinion it doesn't invalidate them. They're, I think they need to be, I think we need them in the, our lives. And that they do good things for people. Sometimes they screw things up, but eh, who doesn't screw things up? I mean, we don't live in a perfect world. We never will. So accepting the fact that there's going to be good and bad and, you know, shades of gray in between when it comes to paranormal investigating. Yeah, you know, take it as the grain of salt. So if paranormal investigators, again, you need them. They're, that's what their job is for. That's or what they do their job for, excuse me. And they're here to find help people find answers. And sometimes that's all we ever want in life. We just want an answer. We want a reason or we want, sorry, fireworks. We want just context because it helps us make sense of our lives. It helps us make sense of why we do things. It gives us basis. It gives us the information we need to change something or not or make or improve upon it or don't change it at all. And that is what a paranormal investigator will do for you. They will come into your house. They will give you the answers you need as best as they can. And it's up to you what you want to do with the information. But least, last but not least, and this is why this will go into a part two. The, if you find that you have a negative dead person living with you, you should not entertain them any longer than you need to they should need they need to go they need to find a new home elsewhere they need to be moved on whether by if the paranormal investigators can do it or you find a psychic medium who knows how to move people on um you know just do it do not tolerate an asshole in your home anybody who comes to here from reddit and has read my post history and i apologize because i haven't been on reddit a whole lot and on that account and posting 
Uh, you'll know that from what I've seen, what I've said, that the living shouldn't have to put up with the bullshit of the dead. And you have lovely dead people who are living in concert with the living and they get along just fine. They don't, you know, they recognize why they're there, what they're there, what the living, that the living have the right of the, of the space and they don't interfere. They just want to be hanging out in a corner in the basement or they just want to, you know, fiddle around in a kitchen and, you know, they just, they're just here to chill out now and again and watch daily life, kind of like a voyeur thing. Yeah, that's creepy. And <laughs> so in that regard, peaceful dead are fine. They'll eventually move on on their own accord and they're, you're, you'll never know they're there. And, or something might happen. You're just like, wait, what? Did that really? Nah, that's just my imagination. You know, astigmatism. And, um, but then you have those who actively fight against the living and make their lives hell. And those are the people you don't live with. Those are the people you get rid of. And that is where paranormal investigators can help you learn about who's in your house, why are they there, and you know, make, help you make up your decision of what you should do with them. But ultimately, if it's somebody who doesn't have good intentions towards the living, then see you later, Jack. Bye-bye. Don't tolerate it. And I again, I will get into a more detailed podcast next on that for a part two. And yes, I will get to EVPs. Um, that one is in the, in the queue. But this was a very long and in-depth conversation with Ken about this stuff. And I wanted to put it onto tape, so as it were, to get it out and get it out of my head. Because it was driving me nuts, just like these fireworks are. And just lay it out there. Give it some perspective and makes you know give it some thought so on that note i am about to sign off and thank you as always for listening i always appreciate the people who listen and if you ever want to give me feedback my email is in my box and you got something you want me to talk about or you'd like me to give some input on please let me know and in the near future within probably a week or two i am going to be uploading the podcasts onto uh, SoundCloud and I'm going to be categorizing them for easier access. Right now, I have been, for the since I started this, I have been podcasting through Anchor FM and they do a lovely job of disseminating the podcast to different um, platforms. But what they don't allow me to do, and that's no fault of theirs, it's just probably something they don't think is necessary, is to organize podcasts into categories and make it easier for people to uh, pick up and go back to individual podcasts or just zero in on a certain topic I may have talked about a lot and listen to those podcasts. Uh, so I'm going to um, research that and dig in. And once I have got that up and running, I will put the announcement in the podcast and how to find me on SoundCloud. And go from there. So in the meantime, I am signing off for now and it is the 4th of July weekend coming up. So hopefully we'll get a break from the fireworks post after the weekend because I'm sick of them. I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of them. So you all take care, be well and stay healthy and uh, let's keep dodging that virus. Take care and good night.